It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Starting stream health. Says the stream is offline still. Now we're on now because I could see us. There we are. Now we got a delay. <laughs> Yay, it worked. I didn't break something. It only took us 20 minutes. All right. So. We are live streaming with uh, Seamus from the Free Free Prof or Free Thought Prophet. <laughs> That's not a tongue twister anywhere. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're you're without your counterpart today, which is kind of a a shame. But I can't blame him considering it's what like two o'clock in the morning over there. Uh, right now it's what five hours ahead, so it's probably about ten ish. So yeah, ten eleven. That's still pretty late. Yeah. And it's a work day. Yeah, Tuesday. It's just Monday part two. <laughs> Monday part two. Well maybe maybe for some people, since I I'm in the Houston area, it's it's uh stay at home and work from home until next week. That's what we yeah, all you, got told. Yeah, you guys have had uh what, Monday for three days in a row or four days in a row? I mean it's kinda Yeah. Kind of unfortunate down there for you guys. So yeah, I'm pretty fortunate in my area though. I've just had really, really bad winds. It's knocked some of my uh, my uh, fence boards out because they use these really cheap, like quarter inch nails. They're real small, and then um, that's pretty much it. Just a whole lot of rain, um, but nothing flooded. So I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. I have a lot of people that are that are uh, my coworkers and that that are just uh, they're out of water. Some of them got evacuated. It's pretty crazy. Crazy, sounds it, man. Well, I'm glad it uh, at least uh, things are safe in your neighborhood. At least so. So far, so good. Yeah, we're pretty yeah. safe. So anyways, let's kick this off. We're talking about um, assaulting ideas. Now, I sent you a little synopsis about um, pretty much the concept of this one is uh if we have an idea and we criticize it is it pretty much the equivalence of hurting the people that it's behind the idea so the first thought or first place i wanted to start out with on this guy is um what do you think of personal value systems so um okay to kind of quantify that a little bit Anything that somebody holds is, is highly valuable that's a part of their identity of some sort, um, and you criticize that, do you find that is equal to assaulting somebody or hurting them in some way? Do I? No. Um, I think there's a reason why people do that or, you know, equate it because, um, Again, you know what you're saying, personal values, people equate these things, especially religion, right. uh, as being part of their persona. 
Um, I also believe that there's a reason for that. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, ever read anything about uh, Death Denial, uh-huh. uh, the theory by Ernest Becker. Uh, basically, the idea is, for those that don't know, um, the idea is that we are uh, self-aware beings, and we know that we are mortal. And st- instead of obsessing constantly that one day we're going to die, we attach ourselves to these you know, cornerstone ideas, so to speak, um, like religion, like nationalism, uh, patriotism and such, which are different, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um and we focus those things to keep us from focusing on death. And uh, I actually got to speak to, uh, uh, shoot, almost forgot his name, Dr. Uh, Sheldon's, or, yeah, Sheldon Solomon about this. He did uh, terror management theory uh, where they actually took, took these uh, ideas of Becker. And whenever somebody is confronted with their own mortality and then told something contrary or face with somebody that holds a contrary belief, whether it be religion or, you know, nationality, any of these things that they become hostile. Hmm. And time and time again, it's shown, there's a great documentary. Uh, it's called, uh, uh, shoot. What is it called? Flight, uh, flight from death, the quest for immortality. And they actually show them doing those experiments to, to show, that this is in fact a real phenomenon that you know we we as humans do. So interesting. I know maybe that that maybe went a little bit too far from what we started on, but that's that's why I think that people uh, take it personal. That's just you know. Well, I could see that. So you and I, I both know that we have conversations with uh, religious folk. Yes. And just merely questioning the existence of Jesus, for example, like, well, Twitter's full of trolls anyways, but they go, right. they go off the deep end and just, like, insult your mother, basically. I don't know. They, they get kind of hostile. And I'm not surprised, um, because if, if you look at, at uh, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, there is a, a similar one. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But it's it's one where your psychological base needs, the ones that require stability in a character, um, they attach religion to one of those. Like yeah. it's it's important to their well being because it is a part of who they are, describes who they are. So when you when you attack the idea of a Christian as somebody that believes in make believe, for example, they get offended and they become hurt in in a way, psychologically hurt. Although. I don't really like that terminology, but that's that's what it's called at this point: psychological sure. violence or psychological pain. Well, I mean, it's I mean, you know, to be honest, I mean, five six years ago, definitely ten years ago. Obviously, I wouldn't be having this conversation, and I would be on that side of the fence, right? You know, as a former Christian, uh, you know, somebody even brought up the, the you know the idea that uh, Jesus wasn't a real person and it was just a, uh, a myth based on other myths, uh, you know, I, I would have had a connection. You know, I mean, there's just no way. You know, that's where I was. That, that was, you know, like you said, it's part of your values. It's why you're grounded, Yep. you know. Uh, and it, that's another reason why, you know, I was conservative back then too. Uh, and it was the only reason why I was conservative because, you know, 
obviously everything in the conservative movement was identified with you know religion and Christianity supposedly. Uh, so that was the only reason I held on to that as well. So once you cut that cord, everything falls. Yeah, I ended up uh, growing up in an atheist family. That was a different experience altogether. But I grew up in what I call, like to call it Little Rome, which is Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, it. You really don't quite understand what it's like to live inside of a or outside of a cult while surrounded by it until you go yeah. visit Utah. It's like children of the corn there. I kid you not. It's creepy. Um. I also looked up the demographics because I had another argument about uh, race in that sense because that's one of the topics that are, you know, it's personal identity, um, but it's also visible, which makes it a little bit different, but not quite. And then I looked up the demographics in Utah, and it's 97% white people there. And I thought yeah. to myself, well, man, I knew all four black people in Utah. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Two of them were gay. <laughs> And they were interesting until, characters all by themselves, and the other two were just pretty awesome people. But wasn't it until like the seventies or later even that uh, mm-hmm. blacks weren't even allowed to be in the the Mormon Church? Nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah. The only reason I remember that date is because it's the same day as my or same year as my birthday. Oh, okay, cool. So I, I will never forget that it was in the Tribune that they were threatened by the civil rights movement and they yeah. threatened to have their tax exempt status taken away from them because they refused to let black people into the priesthood is what it was so you couldn't hold basically a rank inside their church if your skin was anything other than oh but you could be white. a member of the church though okay. oh yeah i know you could be a member okay. of the church and do whatever you want um, well, that's that's my that's my feeling i thought it was you couldn't be a part of it in general no so, well <laughs> I'm going to pull up the direct verse if I can find it real quick. How did they justify it? Is that what you're pulling up? Yeah. It's exactly what I'm pulling up. I'm going to see if I can share it without breaking anything. Oh, what the heck happened to our stream here? Like, this this screen went crazy size. Was it like uh, the Sons of Ham? Because I know that's what uh, a lot of evangelicals try to, like, back in uh, Jim Crow era... They try to use kind that of. With sons of ham kind of thing argument. Our, so. our stream went like Skawampus, and we only saw the top of your head. So, oh, okay. I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> 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 all right, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try transitioning something nifty right off the bat here. Let's see if it'll do it. Come on. There we go. Is it going to do it? Is it going to load? Uh, loaded a black screen. Whatever. All right. I'll just read it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Nephi 5.21 is the verse out of their Book of Mormon. And it said, And he had caused a cursing upon them, ye even sore cursing because of their iniquity. For behold, they had hardened their hearts against him, and they had become unlike, uh, become like unto a flint, wherefore as they were white, and exceedingly fair, and delightsome, that they might not be enticed unto the people, the Lord did cause a skin of blackness upon them. Okay. So literally wrote in to their Book of Mormon, racism, 
that anybody that's not white and fair is cursed by God. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I grew up in this neighborhood. <laughs> but yeah, it was 1978 when that when that the uh, they got rid of that. That's been a while. It's amazing to me. All right. Let me retrend, resize this stupid thing. I don't know what the hell happened here, but it's bizarre. What you drinking over there? Jameson. <sighs> it's the uh, the podcast juice uh, of our show generally. So too poor to drink anything else. Although this is still good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I was watching some of the streams for uh, the the flood and. <laughs> there isn't a liquor store that has liquor in it. In <laughs> I'm sure right it's all empty. Like I'm many sure. many a people have uh, went out and just stocked up on beer. And uh, that's what's one th- sad thing I have to say is I'm almost out. <laughs> oh, that's not good. And hopefully had, it, it dies down enough. I can get somewhere. <laughs> well, I gotta Still wait a- until the store's open. <laughs> We get we can get a couple drones and just have them drop it to you. you oh, know, that'd be so. perfect. I could deal that'd with it. that. <laughs> That's a sin. That's a true sin. All right. So, uh, I wonder. I don't know why that didn't load, but whatever. Uh, trying different things on a stream to see if I can't break it. That sounds fun. But uh, I mean, isn't uh, pretty much co- cognitive dissonance really part of this as well? I mean, it's kind of a, a involuntary response to just cut out what you think is you know actually a fact even though facts presented to you says otherwise no i don't think it's not part of it part of that it when it comes to something that's core to somebody's identity it's usually something they value or have been told to value so ignorance is one thing that's often valued as a virtue um because we have we wouldn't have a saying like ignorance is bliss if we didn't value it in some way, all right? Well, what was uh, Ricky uh, Gervais saying? What uh, ignorance is bliss to the ignorant, but it fucking sucks for the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us is really annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's so very true. Now, yeah. He, yeah, well, the ignorance is bliss is one thing when it comes to the sayings that we know, um, but faith in general, when you try to claim anything based on faith, it's a claim of pretending to know you what you don't know as as uh peter bogosian said and that's that's a face of ignorance pretty much i mean you don't know for sure but you're going to pretend and claim but that's also a value to you. you find it a part of your core values so it's like assaulting the person at that point uh, and, and i think the other the other slippery slope is to, to remember is um Ignorance is not intelligence. I mean, there's a difference. You know, we might uh, be ignorant of certain things, but doesn't mean we're that we're foolish. Okay, because I think it's it's kind. Of, you know, it's 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 really unfair to attack uh, people who believe bad things and saying that they're they're fools, mm-hmm. even though they hold foolish beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there are. I mean, in, in history, there have been you know brilliant people. Uh, that believed very foolish things. Uh, Newton was, an, you know, believed in alchemy. Yeah. Uh, Tesla was big in numerology. 
You know, you, uh, you know, you can go on and on, you know, people that have, you know, believed, you know, crazy, insane things. I mean, uh, how many uh, intelligent people who have a very good grasp of science are anti-vaxxers? You know, That's very true. Well, like you know, our, we our... Have people, people nowadays are saying that the world is flat. We have flat earth people, you know, <laughs> uh, now we could debate how intelligent some of those are. But I mean. You know, we have some people, you know, I mean, that are high-profile people, I guess, that, that doesn't equate to intelligence. I mean, I'm thinking of a couple of basketball players, mm-hmm. so I don't know if that's that's really fair. But, uh, well, no, it's you just, got, it's, it's crazy. If you want to go with intelligence, you got Ben Carson, who has a PhD and is a neuroscience right? scientist, believing in creationism of all freaking things. Yep. Like, you work in biology. You know everything that you've learned is from evolutionary biology, but here you are denying evolution. Right. That's cognitive dissonance 101 right there. Yeah. Well, is, is he on the, uh, he's, he's, what's the camp where they try to say, well, we believe in macro evolution, but not micro, or vice versa? I always get that backwards. I think that's macro. They believe in macro, like yeah. major changes, but not mi- yeah. minor ones. But, but uh, yeah, I mean that's it's a kind of a common thing. I mean, you look at climate change. You know, you got people all over the world that are you know supposedly you know brilliant people, but you know, well, you know, that's just nature. That's that's just nature. Yeah. And of course, ten years ago, you couldn't even get them to to even say that there was climate change. Yeah. The, you know, now that now that they're presented with it, you know, I mean, you you're living at a result of climate change, really, if you think about it. A lot of people have said that lately. It's like, yeah, yeah you wanted to know what climate change looks like. Well, look at Houston. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that's very true. It's hotter rain. It's hotter weather. It caused a bigger storm. Happened to well, land on Houston for once. And it's happening more often, though, I think is the other point. Yeah, you it's know, We're getting more, more of these these kind of storms and these more severe storms than we're going to. I mean, whenever you have uh, a glacier with the size of, was it Massachusetts or something ridiculous yeah. that just fell into the ocean? And now we found out because of all this deterioration – that satellites are being able to, you know, look underneath the Earth and, and see that uh, under the glacial, uh, glacial, yeah, shell, that there are like ninety dormant volcanoes. That's insane. So what's going to happen whenever kids? I mean, you know, we, me and you, and probably our kids don't have to worry about that. But you know, the world is going to get really warm really quick once that all that ice melts. Assuming that's what's going to happen at this rate. It will. So. It will adapt. We always do. It's yeah. something's going to survive. It, life just doesn't quit. I mean, we've had well, life will, but <laughs> no, life life would not quit. Life in general, and that, the only reason I say that is because we've had what three mass extinctions in the history of this globe, yep. and life is perpetuated through. So, um, we as humans might be killing ourselves, but yeah. our future whatevers might survive it all. I'd have to agree, though, that the the thing that bothers me is the argument of the consensus does not mean um, the scientific consensus, for example, right. um, does not necessarily mean it's true. And that that is a correct statement. However, all the data, hard data points toward this happening. And we've had it proven once before. Actually, I have to give a little credit to um, Thunderfoot for this one. Because um, he put it very well that even, you know, the president is a climate, sci- uh, uh, climate change denier. 
but he science also denier. yeah he's a science denier in general yeah. but he yeah. also denied the science behind uh the ozone emissions the the yeah. aerosol was destroying the ozone yeah. and he uh he was on campaign saying such and thunderfoot had clips of him saying um crap about the the ozone depleting and it, it's you know, if I'm in a sealed house and doing all this, I'm like, yeah, you'd suffocate, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the first thing I thought of. It's like, your house is sealed, huh? Then why aren't you dead? <laughs> if it's sealed, yeah. you'd be dead. <laughs> By your own breathing, you'd be dead. Yeah, unfortunately, if if we're going to get any real science to him, it has to be it has to go through Alex Jones. So uh, Not Alex yeah. Jones. It'd have to go through popular... It'd have to go through um, popularity, I guess. It'd have to well, go he's some... uh, he's pretty much you know starts echoing everything that Alex Jones parrots, or he parrots everything that Alex Jones says. Uh, him and and of course Fox and Friends, and mm-hmm. you know if we if we could get some science in, into that, you know, then yeah, yeah. That's I think that's part of the problem that most people don't value science science in general. When it comes down to it, I mean, if you think about it, like, all of our major problems, as it were, um, come from people valuing not just themselves, but valuing some core values that are just plain yeah. stupid. Like, you mentioned the, the flat earthers. I, I happen to know that that started a satire. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. It, it really did. I can't remember the guy's name, but he made up an entire thing about flat earth and how it really is a theory and put some science behind it, made it sound real convincing. And he did it as a study, as a test to prove that people believe just about anything. And and he was absolutely right. People latched onto that, made the flat earth society. <laughs> and wow. It just went from there. And it all started as a joke. He started as satire. He was making fun of people. My favorite, uh, I think I, I think I retweeted this. It was a tweet by the Flat Earth Society, and uh, the tweet was, and I'm going to paraphrase the best I can uh, from my poor memory. Um, something to the fact of uh, people say that there's not many of us, but yet we have members all around the globe. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it's that like, one so many times. <laughs> it's like, dude, really? Crazy, <laughs> dumb. Uh, but when it comes to the core values and having them challenged, I mean, I, I don't think it has to be religion. No. It doesn't have to be patriotism or any of that stuff, too. I mean, you know, I'm big into music. I'm a huge uh, Led Zeppelin fan. You know, if you sat there and told me, you know, Led Zeppelin was the worst band in the world or something, I'd be like, oh, you know, I, I would still, still be like, dude, that's wrong. You know, again, I would be able to have a discourse about it. You know, I don't think you should be beheaded for, you know, having blasphemy against Jimmy Page, but, you know, still. (laughs) Or Robert Plant. Yeah. (laughs) But actually, I happen to agree that they are the best band in the world. And it's not it's not because of um, subjective because I grew up on that music. It's more um, looking at their credentials. They uh, if you go through all their albums, um, very few actually have a chorus. All of them tell a story, so it's like poetry. Yeah. Every last one of them in the band, at least from what I remember, had either a master's or a PhD in music. Like yeah. 
they were skilled musicians and went to uh, Juilliard or some crap, if I remember right. Like, they were up there when it came to musical prowess. So they had the backing to say that, yeah, we're the best. And the fact that everybody knows who they are well after their expiration, 60 years now. It's like Jimi Hendrix. They're just as equally as, as notorious. But back to subject, um, when you when you speak of core values, I, I just thought of something that maybe excuse me. Those core values that I think that people hold that get offended by them are are entirely subjective meanings. Yeah. And what I mean by that is if they're spouting off something that's objectively not true, um, but it's true to them, and maybe that's part of the problem. Because it's oh, not true absolutely. to them. A- absolutely. I mean, uh, not to get too specific, uh, I remember going. I, I, not only was I going through my deconversion, but I was also going through a very nasty divorce all at the same time. That's yeah. no fun. Right. And I remember uh, at that point she was a friend. Later we actually became, you know, we dated for a while. But she proposed something to me that was just totally, you know, just a, a not just absolute non, you know, nothing to, to, to get upset about conversation. It had to do, um, you know, I, I, it had to do about something in medical science, but because it was something that was instilled in me during my marriage and I'm trying to deal with that and the conversion and, you know, all that crap. She, you know, basically brought up a, a true fact that countered what I had believed. Even though it wasn't something that was like a cornerstone of my, you know, philosophy or anything, I totally went apeshit on her about it. And hmm. even whatever, you know, and she's trying to hold, you know, back because she's, you know, because she knows what's going on in my world at the time because, you know, she's she was brilliant. And she's just like, why are you getting so upset about this? And I'm like, you know, well, that's something, you know, obvi- you know, at, you know, after we stepped back and I started reflecting on it, you know, everything, you know, my world at that time was falling down, falling apart. And it was, you know, basically I'm clinging on to, you know, any sh- sort of, you know, hanging calf, you know, chaff rather, you know, <laughs> and, you know, this was like the lowest hanging fruit there was. And it, it, it you know, when, you know, you look at the facts of it, it, it was, you know, easily disputed and, and. You know, here I am ready to take, you know, this person's head off, not literally, but figuratively, over something as, you know, just as weak as that. Hmm. And that's, you know, I mean, it could be something so so trivial that people just will lose their shit. You know, I've had I had an interesting conversation that's right around there where a whole bunch of people lost their shit and actually got blocked by a couple of people on Twitter because of this conversation. Two of them I actually fairly respected but he he was so offended um by it which is bizarre to me but it was around the uh, abortion claims that okay um they're claiming it's just a clump of cells and i'm like you're an absolute ignoramus everything is just a clump of cells yeah and as and i'm what's what's weird about my position here is is i'm actually pro-choice and I guess they thought I wasn't. I actually got slammed like, your God did this and that. I'm like, I don't believe in God, uh, but thanks for playing. Right. <laughs> it, it was trying to, you know, give me a cheap shot about this conversation. And it was because they're pro-choice, but they're so pro-choice that anything that denies 
their rationalization of their opinions was was offensive and where they rationalized was it's just a clump of cells it's not even human i'm like well embryology and biology disagrees with you once sperm meets egg and it starts um uh reproducing when right the cells reproduce you know they split and so on and so forth and it goes through the dna chain and all that fun stuff well that happens within the first week it goes from one to two two to four so on and so forth it will never be anything else but a human it it right. can't be it's it, even if a micro step it's going to be a minor change in the human physiology maybe they have bigger ears maybe they can hear slightly better you know it'll be something so macro or micro that it doesn't matter it's still an evolutionary process but embryology says dude that sperm meets egg that's human period yep. so if you're gonna go through pro-choice well don't rationalize your position that it's just a crump of cells you're killing a yep. human being and that's fine because you're not actually causing harm there's no neuro uh system enveloped there's no brain that can register pain you know it's who's who's at harm there no one at that point right yeah, usually life begins about the time after the guy forgets to pull out, so yeah. Yeah, it it truly <laughs> does, and I, I got in this massive conversation with this, and it was a big argument, and I'm like, guys, I'm on your side. I'm just telling you, don't rationalize your position. Be honest about it, because this is a weak argument. That, that's exactly what happens with a lot of these arguments, is that there's, uh, you know, people go through their own rationalization of what they know internally is wrong. Mm-hmm. And they bullshit themselves. I mean, you know, I've always said that, you know, nobody bullshits you like you bullshit you. You know, that's what we do as human beings. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, another thing, and I hate this term, but I don't know how to get there outside of it, is the Mandela effect. Mm. Right? So, I mean, and this could be from, you know, anything as far as, you know, movie quotes, uh, to things that happen in sports. You know, I remember, uh, you know, I'm a big Steelers fan. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Years ago, uh, there was a uh, playoff game between them and the Tennessee Titans. And the Steelers would have tied the game, I believe. I believe they would have tied it. You know, memory is short. (laughs) By kicking a field goal. Well, no, no, I apologize. The other team was kicking the field goal to win. And the Steelers defensive back, it was a corner, corner blitz. Uh, one in, and he touched the kicker when he kicked it. So they obviously, you know, called penalty. They were able to retry the kick, and they won the game. Well, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, he barely touched it, right? Yeah. Well, you get that ingrained in your brain that you know now you have an argument. And I remember listening, you know, on the on the radio, you know, talk shows and people going back and forth, you know, calling and oh, he barely touched him. This was nothing. And the and the guy, you know, on the other side of it was like, no. He hit the kicker. That is the rule. You can't hit the kicker. Well, you know, this whole time, because I'm working, I don't see the play. Whenever I get home, I watch the the replay, and, of course, he's right. That's what, in fact, happened. Huh. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I know that's not the most interesting story, but, I mean, you know, again, you know, you bullshit yourself into thinking that, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's not what happened because yep. if that would have happened, you know, that wouldn't justify, you know, my team was wronged. You know, I have to justify that my team was wrong to make it okay. Yeah, and, and I see that across the board when it comes to any argument for 
for anything. They use uh, the common defense mechanisms that are always out there. And they, uh, I mean, they're on the right side, in my opinion, or anybody's opinion, as far as if you have kind of the same moral base of do no harm or do least amount of harm. You start from there and then you start arguing about semantics. That's fine. Go ahead. But just don't freaking lie about it. And I think that's a part that bugs me the most. And maybe that's a part of my own core set of values is I don't like liars. (laughs) So (laughs) when you're bullshitting, I'm going to call you on your bullshit. But that's the problem. People get offended when you call them on their bullshit. Right. But again, like I said, if people are bullshitting themselves – yeah. It becomes it becomes a problem because they're in their own circular argument. Yeah. Because they are telling themselves, no, you're right, even though inside they know that they're wrong and that they they put themselves in a quarter and you know what do we do you know as 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 people as humans as you know any primate you what are you going to do when you're in a corner you got to fight your way out of it you definitely can't admit that you're wrong you know and, and if you're going to admit that you're wrong you're not going to admit it to somebody else you're going to have to internalize that and deal with it before you move on and. There lies the other conflict. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Like it's, it becomes a core value of theirs, and because they're they've already made up their mind on that one particular subject, for example, then they'll use the common traps that even their other side uses. It's it's a human failure, in my opinion. That um, rationality goes right out the frickin' window, and we just commonly use our our instinctual behaviors of defense for stupid things it's like being afraid of a test you know it's like it's not gonna hurt you but because it's psychologically challenging then you immediately just freak the hell out you know oh yeah i've taken enough tests in my life i don't need that that fear anymore so (laughs) i probably i I know i got more out of me but you know what are you gonna do yeah i got i got one i'm supposed to take um actually i think i was supposed to take it like last week or the week before and i'm I really don't want to, but it's a part of my job, so I'm kind of supposed to. <laughs> and it's already paid for, so I'm like, uh, I hate tests. I think, and it's a it's a bureaucratic uh, test as well. It's based on a standard that the UK, the British government created. Okay. So it's all bureaucratic. That's so fun. Oh yeah, it's called ITIL. I-T-I-L. I'm supposed to go take this test, and I'm just like, I really don't want to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, nothing like red tape. Exactly, that's exactly yeah. what this is. So, on the subject of core values, how would you go about challenging somebody's value without, or would you even care about hurting their feelings? Uh, well, I mean. I get first the question is why am I challenging those those values? I mean, if they're false, and that's what what the conversation becomes is you know like um, okay uh, to 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 make it uh, kind of topical I guess uh, we have um, on Twitter right now there's I don't know if you saw it there's a thing called the Nashville statement have you seen it I haven't been reading it now but okay. So uh, basically, a bunch of uh, evangelicals started this statement, and it's uh, basically, uh, if you want, I can read it, actually, have it up here. Uh, It's called, uh, we affirm that it is sinful to approve of homosexual immorality or transgenderism 
that such approval constitutes an essential departure from Christian faithfulness and witness. We deny that the approval of homosexual immorality or transgenderism is a matter of moral indifference about which over otherwise faithful Christians should agree to disagree. So I don't know. I know that this was kind of started by some evangelicals, and there's a big list of them that signed this. I don't really understand why this is a thing now. Uh, but yeah, if if I'm if I'm you know dealt with somebody that at their core value that they think that you know homosexuality is wrong because it's a sin, then yeah, I'm going to attack that as a core value. I would kind of question as to why you think it is a core value. If you think it is core value just because it's part of your religion, then we have to debate why why is it a part of your religion, right? <laughs> and I think it's pretty clear that, you know, when you're talking about a religion that advocates and instructs slavery but has a problem with homosexuality, then I think there's a problem with your religion. Right. I mean, maybe that's not the nicest way to address it, but that might be a start. Yeah, I just pulled up the Twitter feed here, and I'm reading through it, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty entertaining. A couple of people are in there saying, "Yeah, I signed it," and uh, a few others are uh, bashing on him, like the uh, the Twitter trolls, like Almighty God, the Twitter troll. <laughs> He's usually yeah. pretty entertaining. Uh, there was one Twitter troll it was almighty god or something like that and uh had like six million people following that twitter handle but on he only followed one and it was justin bieber oh my <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious but it looks like it's uh the council on biblical manhood and womanhood the coalition what? for biblical sexuality that's who okay. released the statement and uh yeah. Apparently, some people didn't read the Bible. In fairness, they don't speak for God either. They don't speak for anyone that, of themselves. Yeah, they, they've not read the Bible. <laughs> because, yeah. unfortunately, that if they're good Christians, that's exactly what they'd be. That's what they would say. They would be just like Islam and killing gay people. Because, according to the Bible, uh, being gay is something to be... Uh, what was the? It's an abomination, which is something to be yeah. hated. Well, it's a, it's the same in the Old Testament. Well, that's you exactly know, where it's they, from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's well. Yeah, because it's they're all Abrahamic religions. They all pick bar and steal from each other. Yep. So that's the other the other problem there. But yeah. Yeah, but th that's exactly what they would say, and I could see why they think this is a core value, um, because they also assume in order to hold this, this is this is probably a really good thing. To, to touch on because in order to hold this view they have to hold it from ignorance because um, biology evolutionary bio biology has proven that transsexual animals do exist there's um, I can't remember what kind of fish it was but there's a, a fish that looks exactly like the female of its species but it's male and it looks oh, wow. and it looks like a female so it can sneak under the males and mate with the other female that's there it's bizarre. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a bizarre that's, that's, fish. Oh, wow. Yeah, if, if you got anything on that after this, please send me that. I want to read that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I, I got to look it up. It's a really ugly-ass fish, too. <laughs> no doubt. 
it's it's not like the puffer fish or something yeah. like that. No, it's a it's a really ugly ass fish, but that's what it does. It, it has two different male types, and one of them is like the big burly, intimidating male, and then there's another one that looks like the female, and it slips under, and basically has two different methods of breeding. One's gonna be the 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 sly. Um, <laughs> to go to the mean it's going to be a trap basically (laughs) (laughs) okay and the other one is is the big burly man that's the quarterback and and the female basically mates with both but the female hides under the big burly man and he and it's purposely kept there by the the male so he can't get away but then it'll mate with both of them so 50 50 of the genes into all the eggs from two different males and one of them's a okay. trap, basically. It's a it's a man dressed up like a woman. Well, I guess bred to look like a woman in that case, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beyond dude looks like a lady, or uh, the uh, the scene from uh, yep. Bachelor Party. Well, this I one literally is. Myself, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one literally is dude looks like a lady, and it's a fish yeah. that wow. does this. But they they've also proven in most mammalian species um, that like I think was it. Lawrence Krauss that said like the last study he read was uh, 10% of goats are gay around that and that 10% prefer the same male partner because that goat is also gay and it's wow. something to protect the alpha of the species or something like that there was a evolutionary reason why those exist and it's so they can be trusted around their their female um, so basically yeah, male friends or something Weirds. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It it was really weird what I was reading and I was like, uh I don't know if that's true in humans, but we can roll with that. If it's ten percent of male men, male species is typically gay, that kinda makes sense if you see it across all mammalian species. But then they step in with their religion and not understand the science behind it. And because it's a core value that they're Christian, they immediately right. go on the attack. So essentially they're already denying evolution, which is fine. You go, you go right ahead and be dumb. But at the same time, they're they're nitpicking the arguments. You know, we know that being you're born gay, that women um, are more fluid with their sexuality than men, and because of this, we have the kind of weird so um, political mess that we have right now. But at the same time. You got the diehard Christians that are trying to hold on to these old, archaic views that are just not true. And they're holding on to them because it's a core ah. value. Yeah. They are Christian. And to be Christian means you got to believe in the Bible. So, Well, it's it's also a core value that's tied into so many other different things. Yeah. You know, it's tied into the uh, uh, apple pie and, uh, you know, all the other nonsense that... Uh, everybody equates to to being the same and it's not, you know, it's, you know, whenever you uh, have things that are propped up as some sort of idealism, sorry. Okay. Uh, You know, it's all kind of mushed together. Right. And sometimes it's, it shouldn't be that such. I mean, this is also kind of a thing where um, you could also equate it to, uh, not arguments from ignorance, but uh, argument from authority, right? Uh, we tend to have people that we, you know, lionize or, you know, prop up as heroes. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that everything that they say is correct or that you're going to agree with. 
But again, you try to justify or bullshit yourself to try to justify what they are saying. You know, uh, you know, people. I mean, how well people. <laughs> Whenever I was a conservative, I hate to say this, you know, talking about Mormons, but I used to think Glenn Beck was the fucking bomb. You know. And even whenever he would say stupid shit, I was like, oh, uh, you know, and I'd sit there and try to find a reason why he was right instead of, you know, just coming out and saying, no, that's fucking bullshit, which should have been day one since he opened his mouth. But, you know, again, I was bullshitting myself the whole time because, you know, I was a conservative. Why was I a conservative? Because I was a Christian and you have to be a Christian conservative. And, you know, well, to be fair, Glenn Beck has said a couple things that I do agree with. Oh, of course. On, well, I mean, on a rare occasion, op- he's he, right. you know, uh, what's the but, saying? The uh, the clock is right. The broken clock is right twice a day. That's right. I mean, it's just like on the opposite side of fence. I mean, uh, Christopher Hitchens, I freaking love. Right. I mean, probably, mm-hmm. you know, of three famous people that I would ever like to have a conversation with, dead or alive, he'd be number one. Um, George Carlin, number two. But. Both of them say things, or have said things that I have disagreed with. Uh, Hitchens was uh, pro-life, and he was for the Iraq War. I am, you know, not for either. You know, but that's okay. It's okay to have different ideas. Mm-hmm. It's okay, you know, I mean, you know, fortunately I don't have to behead you because you, you like Led Zeppelin. But if you didn't like Led Zeppelin, <laughs> it's okay. Right? You know. Well, you could be on Wayne's World and say no more stairway. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, but I mean, it, I think, uh, I don't know, I guess you just, it, getting to being rational. And I think that's the other problem of this, is if you're, you have to be able to get to a rational di- discourse with people. And unfortunately, some people just don't have it in them that, to have a you know rational discussion. Yeah. And I think, and I know this sounds an oxymoron, but yes, you can be religious and be rational, or mm-hmm. maybe, maybe civil is maybe the better. You can be religious and civil, not necessarily always are you rational. But right. however, that, that it is the case that they can be rational, and it's very obvious that most of them are because, um, only when it comes to defending their beliefs, especially when they're working in fields that are counter to their beliefs. Or doing yeah. things that are counter to their beliefs, do they ever rationalize their position? Um, but they're just like any other religion. I mean, the 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 Muslim population, for example, just to get out of Christianity for a little while. Sure. Um, they're they like to tout that they're one of the second or third largest religion in the world, or something like that. And ninety percent of them aren't crazy people that want to blow people up. I'm like, yeah, and that ninety percent cherry pick. That's the only reason they don't blow people up. If they were to read the Quran from cover to cover, um, no. <laughs> I've, I've read it from cover to cover, and I, I frequently use the Skeptics Annotated Bible website. Um, yes. They have a version of it, the Quran, and if you go to just the violent acts in the Quran, there's over 500 passages. And I didn't even get past uh, verse or book one, verse eight something or other where it says to chop my head off and take my fingertips because i don't believe yeah i'm like uh, yeah see there's your problem right there you're taking all the good pieces that you like and after reading the quran once i can tell you that most of it's just praise to muhammad in the first place but they they cherry pick just like any other religion does 
And it's, oh, absolutely. it's fairly obvious that they do. And that's to maintain their core value because they're Muslim and they're good people that this is their, how they rationalize those two together. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't have the exact number in front of me. I remember seeing it quoted before. I, I, I know that it's more than double. It's almost three times hmm. as far as violence being mentioned between the two books, between the Bible and Quran. Oh, yeah. I think it's. I think it was borderline on on like three times the amount. I don't have it in front of me. I wish I did. Oh, we can so, we can find out real quick. So I'm sure. So but, uh, if we go to, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I mean, it's still interesting. Well, if you go to, it's cruelty and violence. They actually have the section lit out in the Skeptic's Annotated Bible, and they're pretty accurate when they pick it apart, yeah. which is great. But for the Bible, cruelty and violence, it's one thousand three hundred and twenty-one passages. <laughs> and in yeah. the Quran, I think it was five something or other. Yeah. Okay, Quran. Come on, finish loading. I want to go to the count. Not that I'm pro Quran or Islam by any means. I think they're both uh, both uh, both fruits from the poisonous same poisonous tree. If you. Uh, yeah, I I th- I find all religion to be just as Hitchin yeah. said poison. It's it it's and uh, Matt Dillon he said the same thing. It's poison. Yeah. Five hundred two. Yeah, Church of the Lotto Lamp is definitely a happening thing. And the Church of Bacon, that's good. Uh, the the uh, Church, Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, that's another good one. Yeah. The Church of Bro? So, yeah, I'm down with all that shit. So, was, it, yeah. was it the Church of Bro or the... I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the Dude. For, yeah, the Dude. Dudeism. Dudeism, that's right. Yeah. There's, a, there's also the Church of the Jedi. Or the Temple of the Jedi, I believe. Yeah, it's the Temple of the Jedi, and I actually was tempted to check that one out and actually join it just because it would be fun. And I, I wanted to be an antagonist in there, too, and say, I take the gray path, because there's <laughs> there's the there's a light and they're dark, and from the Knights of the Old Republic stuff, they actually had, like, a creed that they said. And a uh, long time ago, I don't anymore, but I used to have those memorized, so I, I'd spat oh, off. Wow. I'd spat off the gray one and say there's only one way, the middle bay, because it's the great area. It's like the light and the dark side, and I'm I'm going down the middle. Forget both y'all, <laughs> just to antagonize. But it, apparently where that started, um, I was looking that up, was to make fun of the Census Bureau in the UK because they basically let you choose whatever the hell you want. Nice. And so if you're claiming a religion, they put down Jedi as a religion on their <laughs> on the census response so they had to declare it an official religion in the uk because of it and that's brilliant that's where kekistan came from too because what is it kekistan i haven't heard that one the look up the kekistani you'll have some fun with that it's uh okay. they took pepe the frog as a meme they exploded oh, nice. it they took the the hitler flag turned it green and black with a shamrock uh four-leaf clover in the corner <laughs> It's just like they're making fun of all identity politics was the whole idea behind it is to make fun of all identity politics. Um, There's a first and second great meme war. It's it's all about jokes and everybody taking things too seriously. Um, But the the thing that I thought was funny is it all started from the same thing. It was the UK Census Bureau allows you to put down any um, origin of country or or race, if you will. So... Um, the next census is coming up, and I think it was um, Sargon of Akkad that mentioned and thought that it would be a really cool idea if we made up our own that's absolutely making fun of 
all identity politics and the kek kek is lol in in like danish or something like that so <laughs> it just it just sprawled out from there like they found a national anthem called chatelet that's from uh, uh the great pepe album from some dude in that no one's ever heard of out of Italy. It just, it, it spiraled into bizarre LOL was the main theme. And it just went to, straight to hell from there. And it's absolutely hilarious, but it's the same kind of thing. Now, some people have taken that to heart and take it as their core identity to say, you know, this is all absolutely a joke and this is my core identity. So some of them have taken it uh, to be a part of identity politics and it's it's really bizarre to see some of the people that have actually taken this on as a real thing when everybody else knows this is an absolute joke to make fun of identity politics and it's just well i guess it's going to be just like like uh the flat earthers if that's in fact how that started right i mean you're going to have yeah. people that are you know thinking oh this is it this is it man you know i have found the the promised land right youtuber yeah it did start out as as a messed up freaking uh <laughs> it's satirical art. I'm gonna look it up. I forgot who did it, but it should be fun to look up. But so back to the uh, the core values. How it, if you know that their core value is causing harm to people, how would you address it? Well, I mean, again, it's I guess it's what what's the basis of that core value? I think you have to just you know deconstruct it as you go, right? You know, I mean, in this case, if it's, you know, homosexuality and if it's all based on the religion, then you have to, you know, deconstruct why that's why is that important? And why is it that the the same book that condemns homosexuality is also that condemns shellfish tattoos, you know, uh, wearing two kinds of the same or two different kinds of linen, you know, right. But yet people practice that. Where's the uh, protest out in front of Red Lobster? You know, I mean, there's a total disconnect there. You know, I mean, it really depends upon what, you know, where is this being based in? You know, like, um, uh, unfortunately, I live in the state where um, William Pierce had uh, his compound. You know, William Pierce, the author of the uh, Turner Diaries. Yep. If you know, yeah. Um, National Alliance, right? And they, you know, believed in the uh, Christian identity movement, which uh, basically comes to the idea that in the Garden of Eden, whenever they're talking about the serpent, it's actually Satan. And whenever they're talking about the apple, they're talking about the virginity of Eve and that Satan raped Eve and produced a Jewish race. So that is how they justify hatred of the Jews. So that's an example of, like, you know, some sort of sick, demented rationalization, right? So how do you get past that in a conversation? (laughs) I mean, other than pointing out the obviously flaws of, uh, well, first off, I don't remember that in Bible study. Um, Right? You know, I mean, how how do you actually adjust, you know, uh, or just uh, just a regular Nazi? How do you have that conversation? Well, that's 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 another fun thing. (laughs) <laughs> that that I find entertaining is most people that uh, that the decry that they're Nazis aren't actually Nazis. The Ger- the yeah. National Socialist German Workers Party hasn't existed for a hundred years almost now. Well, right. nineteen forty 
six, I guess, is when it right. died. It's also, so. it's also funny that the tenants they grab onto weren't actually part of yeah. that actual movement. They, no. they, they just go on to, uh, which basically, if you ask me, is Lutheranism or, or a uh, Germanized Hitlerish uh, version of Lutheranism because, uh, you know, the old joke is, you know, well, you know, let's point out the, the, the great sins of atheists and always point to Hitler, which Hitler was anything but an atheist. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's you know, pretty much, an, you know, pretty easy, easily dismissal claim. Uh, you know, he was a Catholic, but he really practiced more of a Lutheran kind of dogma. Yeah, he as did. As far as, you know, you know, Martin Luther, as in not Martin Luther King, Martin Luther was, you know, a, an anti-Semite. I mean, other than, you know... You know the proclamation that he made towards the Catholic Church. I question anybody to produce anything any good that this man did. He was an evil fucker. I mean, I'm sorry, he just was. Uh, and a lot of Hitler's ideas came from him. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have that kind of Lutheran, again Hitlerish, whatever you want to call it, movement. Uh, you know, and just you know your uh, Sons of Ham and Confederate ish. Racism all thrown into some sort of neo-Nazi skinhead asshole movement uh, that's now been uh, baptized by Trump and uh, Breitbart mm-hmm. and all the other assholes. So yeah, see, I don't, uh, I didn't hear him baptize him though. Let's just say <laughs> he he called out the the bullshit on both sides, and then the media yeah. media flipped the shit like, oh, you're not going to denounce white supremacy? What the hell? It's like. Are you going to denounce uh, Black Panthers and Black Supremacy then? No? Well, I, all right, shut I up. Think, they're they're I, all I, stupid. I, think, I don't disagree with what you're saying there, except for the fact that uh, if you watch, and this is probably an argument, I know, but if you watch the, the video of his first speech, the oh, whole video, he was, was asked. Atrocious. Well, he was asked three different times, you know, whatever he said, many sides. Mm-hmm. He was asked three different times, will you denounce the uh, white separatists? The neo-Nazis, he was asked all this stuff three different times, mm-hmm. refused to answer. Yeah, he didn't refuse. Yeah. So, I mean, just fucking, I mean, how hard is it? I mean, uh, you know, whether or not you like John Oliver or not, you know, I think he said it bet, best. How low is the bar to be able to come out and say, Nazis are bad? How hard is that? Well, I think you the know? problem with him was, and I agree, he did that. He was stupid. He came out, like, what, the third time and said, yeah, of course, right? Well, no, well, he, he said it the one time. Then he wrote, or read, I'm sorry, you know, the thing on the teleprompter, which he looked yeah. like a fucking hostage when he did it, you know, basically condemning them. But then turn around, what, three days after that, and basically like, oh, no, no, they're all bad. You know, what's what's really is the alt-left? Tell me what the alt-left. Let's blame the alt-left, too. You know, just kind of went after him. Yeah. They... So, and, and again, I'm not an Antifa supporter, I don't believe it, it's okay to go punching Nazis. That's a whole other argument. Yeah, but they have you to make I mean? up Nazis for them to be able to punch them in the first place. That's a problem. True. They well, don't. In this they case, don't there exist. was actual Nazis, though, <laughs> or at least people that identified themselves as Nazis. Whether or not you want to say that they were Nazis, they're not. They identified they, as Nazis, and they they also identified as wanting to commit violence and hate and they all, have to, all the things that you know. They'd have to be socialists to be Nazis to begin with. It, national socialist. I, I would yes. I would leave the bar there. I wouldn't. I'd drop off the German Workers Party. And not necessarily is that ever going to exist again, because we don't have a Workers Party. It's either Democrat or Republican in the U.S. But if they went national socialist and went that far, 
then I would declare them, yeah, sure, be a Nazi, because that's exactly what the Nazis were, were national socialists. But they're also adding in there some very bizarre, like, ethno-state stuff and and whatnot. I'm like, we're a mixed breed for the last three to 5,000 years. You are not going to find a pure white person anywhere, no. ever. No. I mean, I we me and my sister went and did this, uh, that ancestry uh, right. spit test. Yeah. And we, we went to the one that's the most reliable because um, they did a bunch of, like, surprise tests with triplets and that just to see how they turned out. And, like, one of them was, like, way the hell off. Like, I guess the, the triplets, none of them were related to each other. <laughs> that kind of, like, what the hell? Did you, like, mix some people's spit or something? But the one that uh, was, like, with the 90 to 95% accuracy is the one that my sister did. And it turns out that, like, I'm half Norse. So if you want to go, oh, wow. if you want to go, yeah. um, actually, I think, uh, your, your friend John commented on ah. it too, if I remember right. Cause I put up the whole thing and says, look, apparently I'm not Scottish, but Irish and half Norse. And he's like, Oh, look, you lost one for the team. And he's all, cool. <laughs> he's all, he tweeted, uh, one of the Scottish doctors that's on our yeah. feeds. <laughs> it's like, you lost one for the team and gained one for our side. I was like, that's wow, great. dude, that, that was awesome. Small little thread. Well, Oh, I mean, we all crawl out, uh, eventually crawled out of the same cesspool. Yeah, you know? we're we're all basically humans. There, there's actually so. different subsets of human. We found out, um, and no one really wants to admit to. Like, there was actually a different kind of uh, not the Neanderthals, not just them, but there was ones over in the Asia area as well, and that's why um, potentially most Asian people are really, really short. Ooh really short <laughs> it's because they have this uh, uh additional genome within them that's from a different species of human and uh, I, yeah i was watching that on uh one of the biology dies is that the, the barren straight theory i think so yeah kind of yeah don't mind my dogs they're barking all of a sudden so it's all good i actually see light outside my window now so it's been four days since I've seen the sunshine. <laughs> uh, it's an affirmation of God. Must so. be. Apparently, you know, there's been there's a cross that's still standing with the uh, with the rain, and that some people are taking that as an uh, affirmation uh, of God. It's like you know, about a, a few dozen people died today, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's about as dumb as. But uh, good for your cross stick to be standing still. What What is uh, the meme that's been out there forever about the? The woman that lost her sister to a fire and, you know, beside the bed, the Bible was not touched. It's a miracle. It's like, <laughs> bitch, you lost your sister. And you're you're pointing to a miracle because the Bible wasn't touched? Yeah, wasn't you know? there a prosperity gospel preacher that did the same thing? Like he yep. rolled his uh, Rolls Royce or something and his, his wife is in critical condition, but he came out okay. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. It's like, really, yeah. dude? Yes. And that? Jesus... Jesus says, I need a third jet. I need a third jet. So send me your money. Yeah. Those fuckers. Oh, yeah. That was Crayfellow Dollar that did that. I need a new new jet. <laughs> yeah, $76 million. Yeah. You don't understand my ministry. <laughs> it's all defending yeah. it. It's like. Yeah. And how about uh, how about your buddy uh, down there, Joel Osteen, not letting everybody in his church? That's oh, great. He, he finally did. But I think it yeah. was because After everybody. Guilt. Yeah. I think everybody guilted him in off the internet to yeah. do it. It's like. Yeah. Uh, I I read I read through some of his comments and some of the people were saying like uh, 
you don't know, understand how long it took for him to prep the place to accept our, uh, the uh, flood victims and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, there's a local furniture place to open the doors day one. Yeah. So don't give me your bullshit. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sure he prepped it. He put down plastic and stuff. Oh, he, he, didn't want he all requested the poor donations people. after this, too. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you sleazy bastard. Yeah. You got you got two homes bigger than most people. Uh and just in, just in Texas, right? Oh I mean, he's got multiple homes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean what well, a scumbag. Sleazy bastard. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I mean, read all about that and me and my wife were reading that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I hope your place did get flooded and damaged and you have to spend some money. But then again, you know, his parishioners would probably have to pay for it, not him. Right. Right. And, and you know, again, I mean, these they're all hucksters, just like uh, Alex Jones. Uh-huh. You know, they, I mean, sin, what, sin, sin is the disease uh, that uh, snake oil salesmen sell to the people so that they can provide a cure that doesn't exist. Yep. And that's what these people do constantly. Yeah, and they uh, they make me jealous. I could have done the same thing and made millions. Oh, I know. You know, one of these days, maybe I'll see the light. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. And then I, then I can really make some money. Well, with the way things are going on uh, YouTube and all that, it, it looking like we're, I'll have to switch a different platform here soon anyway. So. Well, I think all of our titles of all the... Uh, the episodes from now on will be something about praising Jesus or something. No, those will probably get blocked too. You think? Okay, uh, we have to we have to come up with some sort of code. I you got to so. use the the clickbait names that have that you see all the the six million follower people have. Like the was that the J Paul? I think that's his name. <laughs> or PewDiePie, where it's like this is the hardest thing, and that's all it says yeah. in the title. You're like. Uh, all right, and then you watch it at some stupid like laugh or lose thing or whatever. Some of his stuff is pretty funny, and other stuff is just like, dude, this is retarded. Just, just stop. You're hurting yeah. my brain. All right, well, we hit the hour mark on the live stream. Five minutes over. Yeah. That's fine by me. Um, but it was an interesting conversation. It went all over the place. Which yeah, is, which is fine. Ten- Tends to do that with me. I ramble. I babble. So. It's, it's all good. It's too bad uh, your buddy John couldn't join us. Yeah, hopefully next time we can all be on here again, or you could come on our show. So, uh-huh. Well, now that i figured out how to good. stream this properly. <laughs> yeah, technology can be fun. So, Well, this is, the I think, the second time I tried it, and when I tried it with, with John the last time, like nothing worked. I couldn't get him dialed in. It wouldn't connect to the... Uh, like it wouldn't connect him to the the podcast site that I use. Um, he couldn't dial in there. I couldn't do a split call, and I think it was because I loaded that new version up, like I did last time. Then it just kind of went all kind of stupid. I'm using the uh, older version now, and it, it's doing a hell of a lot better than it was. Yeah, if the people from Skype are listening, you need to go back to your old shit. This new shit sucks. Yeah, so. it's it was atrocious. I yeah, I don't know. But so long as it worked, that's all that matters. Yep. So yeah, thanks for uh, coming on. I'm gonna put this oh, over on my podcast side too because I was lazy, and <laughs> uh, the flood actually made it so I couldn't record my last episode. So I have to still do that. So this is there's an episode missing between this one and the next one. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for coming on. I hope you, oh, hope you had some fun. Anytime. You're not too sauce uh, there. 
Huh? <laughs> You're not too sauce? Do you finish your drink? Oh, no, no, I'm fine. It, it yeah. takes, takes a few of these for, for, for it to kick in, you know, really. So. This is the only thing I've been Smart drinking. water. Smart I'm almost water. done, too. See that? Yeah, you need to cut back on that water, man. It's going to fry your brain. No, I drink two liters a day because I do jujitsu right. and stuff, so pretty exercise heavily. You gotta stop that. You're gonna mess with your urinary tract, you know, overuse. It's just, you know. That's true. You do drop a knee into somebody's groin, they tend to notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get back into something like that myself. So I used to do that when I was younger. I'm, I'm old and uh, beyond my uh, prime, so I gotta do something. But uh, that's another conversation. Yeah. So. I, I started up, I've been doing this since I was little too, but I haven't stopped. I think that's the difference. Yeah, I never stopped. So. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did karate and then I did hockey for oh, wow. years. Uh, hockey was probably the last thing that I really did. I mean, until you know that I when I I got in law enforcement, we used to do stuff. You know, just yeah. kind of like once a month as a goof off. So, but uh, even towards the end of that, I kind of backed off of that a little bit too much, and I've been too much of a couch potato for uh, six ish years so <laughs> might as well jump back into it now never hurt yeah i need to get back into something that's for sure uh, so. the next one of my next videos that i'll put up there that probably won't get demonetized or stricken down or whatever is going to be my next competition because i got my blue belt after my last one so oh nice yeah yeah so yeah yeah if i get if i can get john on board then like from now on what we'll do is we'll, we'll like do push-ups the whole time we're doing an episode yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so you know It'll probably be about the time we get, like, you know, somebody like, you know, Richard Dawkins on or somebody like that, you know. So, doc, Dr. Dawkins, you know, something like that. I don't think that'd work out very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on top on top of the shtick that we already do as far as drinking, you know. So, you know, like every 10 push-ups we can take a sip or something. I don't know. We'll have to come up with some some sort of uh, a game for that. I'd like to get him on my channel one of these days. I'd Dawkins? Like, yeah, I have some stuff, stuff I want to discuss yeah. with him when it comes to... Um, biology in particular and, and some of the um, subjects when I when I try to formulate something uh, as far as my core values and this is probably where we can end it is is um, anytime I, I try to formulate a core value and I'm kind of wishy-washy on it it's because I'm looking for the grounded science to formulate an opinion so for example the one I brought up first was the, the pro-life pro-choice yeah. debate well I was kind of in the middle I was like I'm pro-life because I don't think you should kill humans, but I'm also pro-choice because I don't think I should be telling other people what to do. It's I don't expect people to tell me what to do, and I don't want to do that to other people. Right. So that's I had two moral conundrums there. So what I do, what did I do? I went through um, embryology and biology, and the definition of life is pretty straightforward when it comes to biology. It has to react to environment, multiply um and react to stimulus and and consume energy of some sort consume food well an embryo within the first week multiplies it it splits and divides it reacts to its environment by seeking out a natural food source and that's to attach itself to the to the um urinary wall somewhere wherever it can and then um it develops its own way to start eating and it essentially becomes a parasite if you think about it because there's no value to the to the mother whatsoever <laughs> like it's yeah. all consuming off of her and if she doesn't eat 
enough, it starts eating at her bone marrow and stuff like that. It's like self-destructive. So, which which kind of goes into you know one of the reasons why the now that I am very pro-choice. Uh, again, the the same person that I had that conversation with uh, before about my values. She had an abortion, and she told me that one of the reasons why was because she had already had one child, and at that time she could barely put food on the table for her and her current child. Mm-hmm. There is no way that she can you know pay the medical medical expenses, increase her own diet, or any of the things that would make the the child be a viable you know pregnancy, anyways. So it was it just made sense for her to, to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Not that not that it was an easy choice on her by any part. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you think about that, and you think about uh, you know rape victims, mm-hmm. or in and especially in societies where uh, you know we talked about Islam earlier, where it's okay for you know children to be married off at fucking nine years old, or you know, <laughs> right? Consummated at fourteen. Yeah, or, or even before. It's in, in some countries, you know, uh, Yemen. Uh, has been notorious uh, for having, uh, you know, children killed on their wedding night. Yeah. That shouldn't be a sentence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, literally, they die from the sex or from being pregnant because they're just physically unable to, to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you consider all those things, you know, you know, I mean, it's just, to me, it was, it was an easy, easy turnaround once you get past the... You're really just nonsense. Yep. So. One of my good friends in high school, actually, um, we I used to be a DJ at an 18-up club, so there's no alcohol or anything. And uh, she's a very, very beautiful lady. And somebody decided to follow her to her car and rape her. Oh, my. Yeah. And she decided to keep the child and teach it not to rape, essentially. So ultra-feminist uh, ideology at that point. But um, she also kept the child... Um, because she couldn't bring herself to kill it either. So everybody hey. asked her that, like, what are you going to do? But at the same time, I have another friend of mine. In fact, I'm going to her wedding here shortly. And um, she never wanted a child and has had uh, two or three, three abortions. And it came down to her being so deathly afraid of being a mother and a failure because of her own mother that she she couldn't bear the thought of actually trying to raise a child. Like, it deathly scared her like psychologically scared her it was really crazy so she eventually got fixed so that she can't have children anymore that was she she'd been pushing for it for years but uh, the last time she got pregnant she's like this is it i no, i can't do this anymore because it would stress her the hell out like she'd go crazy so i i mean i've been i've seen both sides of this particular side and i'm like well what's the most ethical moral scientific position you could possibly have and that's to be pro choice because you can't enforce your morals unless it's an ethical position on somebody else but at the same time it's killing a human so where is it acceptable to kill a human when it feels no pain or it's you know the uh what's the the choice to kill yourself um forget the name of it where they finally passed some of those laws in like California and that, where you can have assisted suicide. Right. And that's because Which, you don't okay, want to but, live anymore. But here's the other, the other, uh, the other argument. I think this is probably the last thing I, I can say on all this. 
because uh, of time and other things. But uh, suicide, abortions. Stati- yes. S- stats. Wow, I can't speak. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> has shown once you make those things available, once you make it available to have a suicide or to have abortions, the rates of both go down. It's when the choice is not given that people get into a state where they don't know what to do. And, you know, they have to internalize that. And especially with suicide, you know, they have to do something that they may maybe not have other done. You know, mm-hmm. whenever, whenever somebody has a choice, yeah. they're able to look at things more rationally. Yep. When they don't have a choice is when they will make irrational decisions. Well, they're not allowed to have the choice, I think was the better yes, way to put ex- it. Yes, exactly. Because the, you could always choose to do so. So you, you hear about right. the coat hanger abortions, which I'm sure yeah. happen in some places, which is disturbing. And then the there's no way anybody can ever stop you from killing yourself, especially in the United States. Because yeah. you don't have to you, – you can go over to uh, any gun store and just fill out the Fed form. And if you've never had a criminal record, you pretty much can get yourself a handgun and – you could do it right or, there if you felt like it. Or find the nearest bridge. Or, yeah. Well, actually, I've had a friend try to do that, and yeah. he failed. Yeah. He, he broke, or, hey, Robin he, Williams, all he needed was a belt in the door. A belt in the door would work. Yeah, so if you want to, if you want to do it, you'll find a way. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. if you're convicted so, enough, you're going to do it anyway. So yeah. you can't stop something like that. Now, abortion is yeah. a little bit more tricky because you yeah. can end up hurting yourself in the same same run. Sorry. But yeah, I agree. Still, but uh, that's all I got. Uh, I'm sorry, I gotta. I know we were already past our hour, but I'm gonna have to get off here to to deal with our, uh, you know, life stuff. So deal with life. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sun's out now, so uh, we're gonna try and go get some food. So there you go. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining me. Hey, anytime. Uh, like I said, uh, you're more welcome to come back on our show as well. So uh, give me a holler. Excellent. Talk to so. you later. Alrighty, take care. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.